Hello, everyone, and welcome to Killer Casts, where we tell stories of true American heroes. I'm your host, Michael Kilpatrick, and alongside, I've got my brother, Brandon Kilpatrick. Hey, everyone, we're excited to share with you a couple stories about people when in difficult situations displayed heroism and courage. To introduce ourselves, again, my name's Michael Kilpatrick, and I'm a mechanical engineering student at BYU-Idaho. And again, I'm Brandon Kilpatrick. I'm a structural engineer and a member of the Idaho Army National Guard. We went with the name Killer Cast for a couple of reasons. First, because growing up in sports and in school, we were given the nickname Killer because of our last name, Kilpatrick. And second, because we find these to be killer stories, as in excellent, exciting, and impressive. In today's episode, episode two, we'll be giving two stories, one of the city of Gallup, New Mexico, and the second of Hiroshi H. Miyamura. This will bring to life the popular African proverb, it takes a village to raise a child. We'll show that even in times of darkness, there is always a brighter light, and that light will shine forth. That when a group of people choose to stand up for what's right, the cause of truth can prevail. Let the podcast introduction spark patriotism in your heart, and then listen all the way through to see how the two stories connect. We hope you enjoy today's stories. Now let's set the record straight. There's no argument over the choice between peace and war. But there's only one guaranteed way you can have peace, and you can have it in the next second. Surrender. You and I have the courage to say to our enemies, there is a price we will not pay. There is a point beyond which they must not advance. Where did we find such men? We find them where we've always found them. In our villages and towns, on our city streets, in our shops and on our farms. The American people may not always see them, we may not always hear of their success, but they are there in the thick of the fight, in the dark of night, achieving their mission. We thank God they're there. In 1881, David L. Gallup founded a city located in northwest New Mexico. Bearing his last name, Gallup, New Mexico was first used as a headquarters along the construction right-of-way for the Transcontinental Rail Route. It soon became a popular place for locomotives, as the American Coal Company mined and had a plant to support the trains. But what Gallup would be best known for started on the morning of December 7, 1941, when Japan bombed Pearl Harbor. This puncture to the American people showed as President Franklin Roosevelt signed Executive Order 9066 on February 19, 1942. Its policy stated that people of Japanese descent would be put into internment camps and was in effect until 1945. Ten camps were formed, and approximately 120,000 Americans were put in these isolated barricades. With the country being blinded by racism, the city of Gallup wouldn't have it. The mayor and city council reported to the president and informed him that their citizens wouldn't be going to the internment camps. The city fought and successfully won the rights of the Japanese Americans in Gallup, New Mexico. Through fighting against the popular thought at the time and an order from the president of the United States of America, Gallup kept 800 of their citizens safe from the camps. Next time you see a Route 66 sign, or are driving along it, or even passing through Gallup, New Mexico, think of what you can do in your part to raise a child in your village. The reason I really like this story is because when the time came to make the right decision, the city came together and made it, keeping their fellow American citizens out of the camps. Brandon will now tell the second story. 
Hiroshi H. Miramura was born as a second-generation Japanese-American who earned the nickname Hershey as one of his school teachers couldn't pronounce his name. Despite the racism surrounding him during World War II, Hershey enlisted with the U.S. Army to fight in the tail end of the war in 1945. Having strong American dreams and passion, he wanted to fight for his country and protect the land he loved so much, but the war came to an end soon after he started. In November 1950, he was recalled to active duty in the Korean War. Five months later, Hershey would demonstrate valor beyond what he was called to do. As the night settled in on the 24th of April 1951 in Dijani, Korea, Hershey and his men spotted an attack from the Chinese. Holding their defensive position, Hershey and his comrades fought valiantly against the onslaught. The Chinese attack wouldn't slow down. The American troops started to feel they were being overrun. Hershey, being the corporal, called for a retreat as the enemy was on top of them. Having the love of his comrades in mind, he jumped from his machine gun post and began to engage in hand-to-hand -hand combat with the wave of enemy forces. Wielding his bayonet, Hershey successfully took out ten enemy soldiers. Suffering from many wounds, he returned to his position and began to administer first aid to his wounded men and again directed the evacuation. Another wave of Chinese pressed forward, so Hershey, without thought of his own life, jumped on the machine gun and began laying a wall of fire preventing the enemy from advancing until his ammunition was depleted. As his men withdrew, he stayed behind to render his machine gun inoperative as it soon would be taken over. Knowing of a second machine gun, Hershey again used his bayonet to plunge a hole through the infiltrated enemy soldiers. Jumping on that gun, he began firing upon the enemy. Again ordering his men to retreat, he stayed and manned that gun until all his soldiers were gone. In that action, Hershey had eliminated over 50 soldiers. His machine gun was now out of ammunition and he had no more magazines for his rifle. He was severely wounded at this time, but continued to fight hand to hand. He was last seen fighting ferociously before he was taken as a POW. His heroic stand wouldn't stop there. In POW camp, he came across his dear friend Joe Anello. Joe had been badly injured and couldn't walk. The POWs were ordered to walk 300 miles to a new city, and both Joe and Hershey knew that Joe couldn't walk the required distance. Hershey carried Joe for many miles until his body couldn't take it anymore. They began to fall behind and were threatened that they would be shot if they didn't hurry. Joe, begging Hershey to leave him, started to feel the strength of his hero for many more miles until Hershey again began to fall behind. Having already seen fellow Americans get shot for falling behind, they knew the danger they were in. Joe, again, begged Hershey to drop him and to at least save himself. Reluctantly, Hershey had to let go and said goodbye to his friend. Hershey made it to the new camp and was held for an additional 28 months before he was released back to American soil as a result of a Korean and American POW trade. Being released on August 20, 1953, Hershey was informed that he had received the Medal of Honor secretly and promoted to sergeant. The secrecy was due to the military being concerned that the enemy would put him out for bounty. Being honorably discharged from the military, he was presented his medal publicly by President Dwight D. Eisenhower in 1953. A few years later, he got a knock on his door where his heart dropped in unbelief. His friend Joe had survived the war and paid him a visit of gratitude. They remained best friends forged in fire until Joe passed away in November 2018. Hershey is a true American hero. That almost didn't happen. Remember those 800 Japanese Americans that the city of Gallup, New Mexico fought to keep out of the internment camps? Well, Hershey was one of those men. It takes a village to raise a child, and who knows what that child would turn out to be. It just might be an American to the core, 
Medal of Honor recipient, and a fierce warrior named Hiroshi H. Miramura. Email us your thoughts and stories you think would be great over the air at killercast22 at gmail.com. That's killercast, C-A-S-T-S, 22 at gmail.com. Remember your pledge and fight for it. Fight for it as the city of Gallup fought for the 800 Americans. Fight for your pledge as Martin Treptow fought for his pledge to protect this country. Martin Treptow, trying to carry a message between battalions under heavy artillery fire. We're told that on his body was found a diary. On the flyleaf, under the heading, My Pledge, he had written these words. America must win this war. Therefore, I will work, I will save, I will sacrifice, I will endure. I will fight cheerfully and do my utmost as if the issue of the whole struggle depended on me alone. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it, we will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. <laughs>